0: One quick announcement before we get started on today's podcast, guys. Greg McCoy over at Hidden Gym, he and his team are going to be hosting the 12th annual Show of Strength Powerlifting Meet, July the 24th in Allen, Texas. Guys, this meet is phenomenal. I can personally vouch for how great Greg and his team are at running a very smooth, entertaining powerlifting meet it was one of the best experiences i've ever had in a powerlifting meet last year i competed last year i'm going to compete again this year they have a dj there which is phenomenal they're going to cater food which is very unheard of when you go to powerlifting meets for a gym to provide food for the lifters and commentators you're going to have professional photographers and videographers they're going to have professional guests come so Big boy from the Strength Cartel is going to be there. Powerlifter Lauren Alvarez is going to be there. And world strongest man competitor, Robert Oberst, is going to be there. They're going to have plenty of things for the audience to interact with. They're going to have strongman events. They got the powerlifting meet. They're going to have the DJ going. And I'm sure there's going to be multiple different things going on. Guys, remember this is July the 24th in Allen, Texas at the Hidden Gym. Feel free to contact Greg McCoy over at Hidden Gym in Allen, Texas. The information or link for this will be in the description of this podcast. It's also in the link on my bio, of ZachFant18 on Instagram. This this link will tr- take you directly to the Hidden Gym's website. If you're interested in competing in this event, it'll take you directly to the registration for this. And that link is also over on the Hidden Gems Instagram page. Guys, we hope to see you there. You don't want to miss this event. Have a good one. What's up, man?
1: What's happening, Zach?
0: Oh, same old stuff. It's a different day. Staying busy as usual.
1: Man, I hear that, buddy. Today was my Friday. We're getting ready to check out Santa Marcia tomorrow for Thunder Beach. A little bike rally action. Woo
0: I've, yeah, I've, man. I've talked to my wife about getting a motorcycle for years and she'll tell me yeah go ahead go ahead and then it's like <laughs> ah oh, never mind oh man i was like that for a long time as I ever did this was
1: getting a bike there's something so free about just riding and cruising it's fun man it's just something different to ride it i mean i've had rank jeep wranglers no top mold doors mm-hmm. but just that being on two wheels is just
0: something free something about, about
1: it. it just so american and just so just cool <laughs> man i love hopping on a bike and That's just going man for thing. a cruise i don't, Exactly. I don't know what the destination is, baby, but we're gonna Let's get go there, yeah. we'll figure it out.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, man, uh for the ones that may not know who you are, introduce yourself.
1: Uh my name is Zach Munstellard. I get called Bulldog a lot. I have uh, judged for SPF, have judged for quite a few years now. I've judged for the Millers in the um, RPS for a while and they're still kicking. Um I've I've been to super training a time or two, just uh I've done raw, single fly and multi-fly now. I've been around for a little bit. I've had the pleasure of interacting with a ton of different lifters of all calibers. I'm sure most people if they competed in SPF or they probably yeah. seen me on Instagram or someone's video. I'm a very loud and, uh, I love to have fun. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I pulled 700 to fancy by Reba my beat. That That's, was great. I've gone at eight, I've gone at eight forty to Dolly Parton. All right. I'm, I'm all about having yeah. a good time with this.
0: I remember so, the but first now, time man, I got
1: experience. Um, and all in all three now. And uh, I'm just a happy go lucky lifter, man. Yeah. So I love I love training. It's just uh, it's a passion, man. The first it's, time my wife and I fun.
0: the first time my wife and I saw you, you was uh at the Arkansas Expo in Little Rock. Twenty yeah. nineteen? Yeah. And you were trapped in your squat suit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that.
1: Oh man, dude, that was yeah. Dude, that was a good one. That was the first time me and Nick Ramey had both ever gone to the 220 weight class. We'd always been 198 before yeah. that. That was and, a no, fun was a good, Obviously, dude, he had a phenomenal day. Me mm-hmm. and him became good buddies. I talked his parents' ears off like 30 minutes. <laughs> I, I'm a <laughs> And Sammy, too. It was a good time, man. He was yeah. an awesome guy. That was yeah. the most fun I had at a meet. I met a lot of people at that with a lot of good people. We yes. were loud. We had fun. And, it's a good time, man. David is an, a wonderful human being. I promised yes, him for David's years I'd do a meet. I yeah. finally got a chance to do it, man. Yeah, and it was great. He put on awesome. a wonderful meet. We had a blast.
0: He is a so, class act for sure.
1: Dude, he's fantastic. He's yeah. a strong fella. A strong yeah. man. He's just, it's people like that you'll remember. It's not about the numbers or whatnot. There's plenty of people who've done big things. And we just, Yeah can't come to name but you remember the people who were nice to you man the people who were cool to you the people that meet like man this guy I'm, i forgot chalk or i forgot baby powder mm-hmm. they're there for you, to people you don't you make friends at the end of the day yeah like so, you, david's a very
0: i remember awesome you for giving me the most sweatiest hug i could ever remember <laughs> and i've known you for like 20 minutes <laughs> we have to get out huger, of this <laughs> yeah you're like,
1: <laughs> you're like give me a hug man
0: and Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm always with the hug to this yeah. day. Feel the same way. Yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> and then, um, I've got a really good friend who he's a phenomenal lifter, Matt Mitchell. And I know Matt. Yeah. yeah souped for me. Super, super cool guy with me. I know he's had some comfort, uh, com, uh, whatever you want to say the word is, I'm can yeah, yeah I, can't, I, I get it. Yeah. I can't talk right now, but me and like with me, his wife, uh, and, my wife, myself, and him, like we've gone out to eat a few times together, and I've helped him handled him at his last meet down here. His very first multiply meet, which was fantastic.
1: Phenomenal. What, a, what an incredible squat to yeah, start with.
0: 10 and 30. That is a big
1: number. 10 30. That's squatting... put some top 10 all time yeah. already off the bat.
0: <laughs> and he, because he, he went up to me like when he was warming up, he goes, Hey man, you want to help me wrap while I'm warming up? I was like, sure. I rapped him one time and goes, hey, dude, I like this. Can you please yeah. rap me? Can you rap me for my squats? I was That's like, awesome. sure. <laughs> he goes, this rap is awesome. I mean, I've That's always awesome. just wrapped myself. He goes, dude, I've never had a rap like this before. And uh, so I'm going to go help him again this year. But Fantastic. I've never. Man,
1: I hate that I got to miss it last year with yeah. him. Because, like, uh he did a phenomenal job, and I told him, I was missing, like, dude, I'll bring, my, I'll bring my GameCube. We'll play Smash Brothers in between yeah. bench and stuff. I'll have a good yeah. time. So. He's awesome.
0: <laughs> He's a good guy, yeah. man. I have
1: a squat. So.
0: The first time I like, saw so just him. He's going to keep it on it. Yes. The first time I saw him was at a David Shirley meet, like the Lone Star Classic in Allen, Texas. Yeah. And he had a horrible day. But he still was laughing, carrying on, having a good time with all the lifters who were there competing still. He finished his meet. He ended up proposing to his wife now there. Fucking awesome, man. Yeah, it was dope. It was a really good experience. And it showed me what kind of person he was. You know, all-time order record holder, and all this kind of stuff. And I don't remember for that. I remember him for the way he treated us.
1: That's what matters the most, man. Numbers are cool, but the way you get treated is way better. I have seen someone he got in a very controversial dispute with throw a fit. At a meet, and me and a uh, buddy there were in Knoxville, and we both said, "That's why we don't go up when you miss." But uh, again, the numbers aren't what we remember for. It's your character in this man. That's uh, right. I've always had the mantra of, "Dude, it's Saturday, is just lifting with your buddies. It's mm-hmm. the easy days. Hard work's over. Yeah, just kick back." And dude, my last meet. Oh my God! We're running the coolers, the coolers light, and it was like the mountains are blue, lights are white, baby. It was a good time. Oh man, we had—I brought the boombox. We're listening to country classics in the warm-up room, just having a good time. Man, the hard part's done. Just enjoy it. Yeah, meat's the Choose fun the numbers, part. Whatever you get, what you're gonna get. It's yeah. not a big deal. This is what's fun. That's right. It, the meat should be way easier than the trade. Yeah. You
0: know? <laughs> and I've learned that. Like my right. last meat, I did very well. Um, I was very focused. I wasn't, like, having a hoop and holler in time because I was going for my first elite total at 220. But I was doing it in raw, And on that, at the, at the end of the day, I was way surpassed my elite total. And I didn't expect that to happen. Awesome. And I think elite was, like, uh, 1640-something. I did 1692. No, oh, you blew it way out of the water. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, heck yeah. Um, I had some more in the tank on a couple lifts. But i I was really focused cuz I was been working for that goal for a really long time. And now I'm working towards that international elite total. So, oh, and I'm yeah. not doing federation elites, I'm doing elite across the board. So that's yes. yeah, that's the way you there do it, it. Like this, I set a state record. Well, did you set a state record or a federated state record? <laughs> that those are yeah. the things that get me. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know, if there, you compare every federation in your state's records or who's got the height that's the one you want to beat. yeah that's right i don't care if joe blow and federation a has you know the 400 bench and then you beat it but this guy at the same weight class and B federation has a 450 yeah. same weight class just hit federation yeah. that's the one i would want
0: to chase that's right go for the top number regardless of the federation regardless of any of that just Absolutely. And
1: always go open class, everybody. I don't care what other sub class you go. Always go open. That's right. And if you go submasters juniors, always go open because that's what the big dogs play.
0: That's where the competition's
1: so. at. That's where it's at. Absolutely, I man. You want to see where you rank? Open's where it's at. Because I've got training partners who are in the late 40s, early 50s, and are crushing PRs now, doing better than they did when they were younger.
0: That's insane.
1: Yeah. You know, it's just, dude, uh, every little day you put a piece together and you get better. It's, you know, take your warm up seriously, watch what you eat. Nutrition matters. Rest matters. Yes, Sleep really is important. Upping the dose will not get you the results you want. <laughs> if you want to shorten your span in here, go for it, man. So yeah. that's oh, – kids will get on it way too early and ruin their body. Way it's
0: too people. hard.
1: Just take your time. Yeah. Dude, you don't need to be incredibly strong and lean and ripped all at once. You can't – we're not Larry Wheels. We're not – what's that 198 guy man, that's killing it? Uh, Build those wagons, that dude? like Yeah, uh, John Hack. Yeah, these guys are still lean rent, but they're just a different specimen. It's like yeah. most of us, like, pick one and chase it. Do chase they're, strength. Don't they're genetically
0: gifted where we're not that way.
1: See, one of my best friends is no matter what he eats, he's always 10 to 10-ish percent body fat. And that's a no right. injury. It blows my mind. I'm, it, you know, just, I'm just not that. Yeah. <laughs> and neither am I.
0: Neither am I.
1: I'll try. I'll chase my times where I want to hit some numbers and bang, and let's get at it, and then I'll pull a little bit back, try yeah. and get a little bit leaner and whatnot. And
0: so. Focus on health a little more.
1: Absolutely, man. So there's times for everything.
0: So how'd you start getting into powerlifting, man? About how long ago? Uh, Let's
1: see. Man, it was August 2015. I was at Smyrna Golds. I didn't know what powerlifting was. So originally I was in high school. I was 270 pounds. It was a fact, yeah. I was a professional World of Warcraft player. I was a big PvPer. I had multiple seasons of Rank 1 Gladiators, if people know what that is. Uh, I played Arms Warrior, if anyone else knows, just to clarify. <laughs> so I, I just started being the fat kid, man. He just was 270 at 5'8, was not healthy. No lick of muscle, no lick athleticism to begin with. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was disgusting. You talk about just uh, the grossness. So I never, we were very poor and whatnot. We couldn't afford the gym membership. When I finally got old enough to buy one. I slowly went to the gym. I like anyone else. I watch videos how to bench, how to squat, how to lose weight. I think most of us start with a bodybuilding concept. Mm-hmm. We want to lose weight, lean up, things like that. Just look better, feel better. But I had a natural gravitation toward strength. That was way more fun to me. I think, which is getting stronger because it's measurable. Yeah. There's so many people as I look more at the bodybuilding things. Who go to a show and they outlook almost everyone else. But then the problem is they didn't know the judges. They weren't with the same sponsors. They weren't their friends. Yeah. There's too many variables where your hard work comes down and it's just it's in the hands of someone else. With it. I don't else like that is, Yeah. With strength, if I bench three plates, I bench three fifteen. There's no taking that away. You can't critique it. If yeah. I pre- if I bring it out, press it, hold it, it it doesn't matter. You can't take that away. Yep. Some people move it better than I would, and I move it better than some others. But you can't take that marginal progress away. That
0: is right. So,
1: so I got into powerlifting's a fun little story. So we were at Smyrna Gold here in Tennessee. I was at a squat rack, and then two over was my one of my best friends now still Skylar Graham squatting. I worked up to a disgusting four oh five in sleeves, probably highest draft pussy. And we were both just <laughs> watching each other low to plate, low to quarter, just watching each other, just kinda of blowing each other out. I stop at four and he goes to five and a quarter. I watch him squat it. I nod, laugh and clap. He laughs, he comes over, it's like, Hey man, my name's Kylie Powderlist. what's that? What do you mean, powerlifting? You're telling me there's a thing I can do to get stronger, that's all we do. We're not we're not gonna try and get pretty in peto's sign me up <laughs> i get to eat queso and drink and have a good time oh that's fantastic so we yeah. trained together for a long time and, um i think my number my first meet i was 181 i squatted five and wrap i benched like 319 i pulled five maybe 46 it was kilos it was right at the 1400 total whatever the kilo conversion was at 181 and it was a fun time i did my first meet january of 2017 so get first me. raw meet and then we just kept training. People come and go. Gyms was closed. So we naturally progressed. We trained. Training partners would come. I learned more stuff. I was always one. I loved to research things, how I get stronger, how the body works. I neglected recovery for a long time. My mobility was trashed. I was like, why am I so tired all the time? My hips hurt. Why is squatting hurting? But in, in all fairness, I have what's called club feet. So when I was born, my feet were completely inverted, mm. you know, yeah, you know, almost one eighty. So when um I didn't walk to so four. When I was born they immediately said to all my parents, In a couple months when I was four to six months I have to come back for corrective surgery. The Shriners did it for free. So they rotated my feet completely back to how they should be and then they pinned it and I cast it until I was almost four years old. And then I got to walk.
2: Holy so I don't God. have
1: any door reflection. It is completely fused and so when people they have bad ankle mobility, I don't want to hear it. My <laughs> entire knee, my knee and ankle move is one. There's no individual ankle mm-hmm. mobility or anything like that. So I've always had to have a pretty wide stance and that's gonna take a beating on you in raw lifting over time. Yes. So as I progressively got stronger in squats, the worse I got on my hips. The more they would hurt, the less depth I could go. I had depth problems for a while there. You know, I had these heeled shoes in the wide stance to be able to get down there to focus on my hip mobility was the only flexion I had to work with. So when I, I got bigger, naturally actually, as you do, got to 198, and then I did a middle meet. My first 198 meet, I squatted 590, and then I benched 350, only got my opener. And I pulled 605, 1545, like 192, mm-hmm. and that was a good time. I had a unicorn singlet. It was great. We had a good time, <laughs> and then my last, my last raw meet was I was really getting problems in December 2018, God, it's been that long. Man, dude, just time flies as you go on. Yeah. Um, one of my best friends now, Nicole Dunlap, who actually just did the Kern yesterday. Um, she was a long time training partner of mine for a while. Um, we were training with her. It was like four weeks, six weeks out. And I was doing pod squats and my, my first torn hip labrum, whoop, like a piece of paper just went. Uh, I was like, oh, came up. I felt it. My leg got really tight that night. I was laying in bed. I couldn't lay on my back. I had to lay on my side to prop it up. And I still ended up doing that meat. But, um, yeah, I opened with a 6.05 squat, but we didn't get it. So oh. we missed the opener. Oh, so I'm like, oh God, boys. We, we, have tra- we have 14 weeks in, boys. I really don't want to miss this. So I take six, 6.05 again. I come halfway up. I pause, and then I somehow just good morning it and finish it. And then we made it, boys. We're going to bench. <laughs> so, and I had cut from, like, 210 or something like that. So I had over the fleet to myself. I weighed in like, 189 or 190 or something, something like that. We overshot it a little bit more of a cut we
0: needed to, yeah. And then
1: I ended up pulling six forty. I think I, I finished my raw at sixteen forty five at one ninety. Mm-hmm. I'm happy with that.
0: That's a good. Not that's a, a good total. To that's a late total. It's
1: good. And then after that, I um in Jan- in February, like six. I remember the day of the point. I was like, my hips were killing me. My hips just keep great. That my hip labels torn. That was the second one. In, I had one in outside of in our off season, and then one in training. I was like, man, I can't. My hips can't take it anymore. Um, I just can't take the beat up, and it's not worth it. I don't want to risk everything outside of lifting right now at my age, but just for some numbers.
0: There's life outside of powerlifting.
1: Exactly. There really is. This is me and all the y'all. I'm not getting paid for it. I've got my career to worry about and family and things like that. So February 6th, Chris Kathy gave me a pair of briefs, and it changed the world. Um, Got in it, squatted 700 for the first time in a single plus. He was like, all right, maybe there's something. Because it immediately took away the pain. Because I had always had a naturally wide stance, mm-hmm. getting in a single ply suit was not a big deal for me. Yeah. so It, kinda, it was no easy.
0: It, it, it aided your natural ability already.
1: Absolutely. All I did was I just transitioned from heel shoes to flat shoes because I needed to sit back more and we were good to go. I was very fortunate in the quick lifting where it just took, especially the shirt, even now with all the experience and knowledge and minds I've been able to be around, the shirt is a monster with people. It is yeah. not like a slingshot. I got a hundred dollars. Anyone who thinks they can get in the bench shirt and bench their max right now in it, you will dump it. and You will get hurt. Uh, you know, even if you do fifty, hundred more pounds on your max, you can't touch. It's an animal of its own. Because I've always wrenched bench with my pointers on the rings. Anyway, it was just another natural group. So yeah. for me, I looked at it and I, I trained for four months and then did that July at uh, June meet, my first one where I told him my my first single ply made equipment. I did. I think at 212, I totaled 2006. It was fantastic. Holy cow. And I was like, all right, boys, we got something to do. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it was just awesome to be able to go to the gym and train and not have my hips hurt, mm-hmm. leave, and not wake up the next day with my body sore and aching and something like that. Because my idea of it is what I understand that what it has, at least for me is I beat the briefs up in the equipment more than I do my body. Mm-hmm. Now, for anyone who and there's a lot of people who probably don't understand equipped lifting. I'm sure more of your everyone who listens are probably raw lifters, and that's fine. Raw lifting's
0: fucking awesome. I know. I got one guy. Uh, one guy. <laughs> one guy. <laughs> he's a multiplier lifter, one guy. and he's actually squatting yeah, 700 pounds in my gym. My man, that's awesome, dude.
1: equipped yeah. lifting's tough, man. It's a very technical sport. I I will dare say it's more of a sport than raw because it's not only physical prowess, it's technical acuity.
0: Yeah, there's more because technique to it for need, sure. Yep.
1: Yeah. It levels the playing field from someone who's like, I can bench five raw, you bench four fifty raw. And there's no closing that gap. But in a shirt, I could bench five raw, you could bench four fifty. You could be a better technician, squeeze out a six something bench, and I only get a you know yeah. maybe five eighty five because you're more technically sound. And I, it's more of a sport to me where it's you know talent meets skill and technique. So it's gonna hurt a lot of people's feelings when they yeah. about it. And I'm not taking anything away from raw because I just don't have it to be a high and raw yeah. lifter. It, I see more people turn over in RAW in three to five years than I ever do equipped. You see most of you guys who get in their 40s and 50s and they're still progressing, still hitting these monstrous numbers because their body doesn't take such a beating. Now there's some gangster gear that's so extremely tight, that's where you see people tear their quads. Or they do this stupid shit where they put their feet all the way out to the monolith and squat that wide. That's just absurd. You don't need to... If you you can go watch my squat videos in, in squat suit and it's not much more than maybe two inches or an inch or two more than shoulder width. It's mm-hmm. just enough to sit back in the suit and roll with it. I, do, I don't need to go extremely wide to get the depth. It's. I've never had depth in gear, and I don't understand people who do. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. If you're cutting it high, it's because you want to. Yeah. Getting depth in gear is not a problem. <laughs> I, don't
0: know I, why I people squat kind of wide people raw. I mean, I'm a raw squatter, but I squat fairly wide as it is. It's just that's the way my body's Man, built. A- See, yeah.
1: there's some phenomenal wide stand squatters. Uh, my buddy Andrew Tindall squatted 800 raw at 242, oh, it's super wide, wider than most gear guys. And it's out there. It's just everyone's body feels different, and mine just couldn't keep up with raw. And then to me, it was that point in life where I was transitioning to being more of kind of an office and field guy, and I love to go hike and was other things I like to do than yeah. just lift. And I didn't have the all in mentality to mm-hmm. continue to put myself through because i want to be able to go on hikes under my late 30s 40s if i have kids or something they want to live yeah exactly it, i want to be able to live and learn and do some of the best minds i've got to go because i've had the fortunate pleasure of going and training at sublock and being around guys who've been lifting 20 30 years i got to go to super training for a while and meet, meet some wonderful people there and sit and talk with mark and chris And
0: how was and that experience
1: I love it. Mark is such a genuine, authentic person out off the camera, probably more so because he gets opened up and cut off and it's not a facade. Mark is a wonderful person. But man, me and Smokey hit it off. You know, love that guy. I love seeing him. Yeah. We talk every other day about bikes and every other thing. So, dude, they're just good, authentic people. They let me come train for free and uh, they were we were all open to, to hearing each other had to say and it was great. I it, was jelly when I, I saw you. you was there. <laughs> dude, it was good. It was awesome, man. They're wonderful people. But I, you know, my biggest thing is it's not gonna pay your bills. There's no. not a lifter out there who makes enough in a year to pay it. Um, 20, thirty grand is not a life changing salary a year. No. <laughs> it's pretty low. Yeah. So speaking uh, of 20 30,
0: twenty thirty grand, uh the Kern happened this last weekend. What were your thoughts on their the performances?
1: Buddy, I was uh I was getting hammered drunk last Saturday and didn't watch the current at all. Ah. But I saw some of the people's reviews about how it was not man so when I did my judging thing and you still had to get tested. Laura Phelps sat behind me for my side judge and my head judge test. If you made three mistakes, you got pulled from the chair and you couldn't judge. Yeah. You had to do at least three hundred correct judges and you couldn't miss three. So I it was a little bit tougher back then to uh to be a judge certified and yeah. Laura felt Phelps was up to shoulder. it. Yeah. And then of course judging the skill for it comes over time to be able to see things and not be scared of people trying to intimidate you and be loud Mm -hmm. and whatnot. They'll do it to side judges. They'll find the easy one who's giving better calls and give hey, give me a tap, leave a step. But man, being a head judge, I've always tried to be extremely polite and kind and curious, but fair to everyone. Yes. Um, Also, for the record, in no rule book does it say there's a positive bench press. It just also, it asks for a moment. The bar has to stop momentum. It doesn't say how long it must stop. So as soon as it's completely
0: still and it's on your chest, come up.
1: Absolutely. I mean, they, everyone's a lot of people who, if they they go to a heat, what is it, uh, they let it sink and they heave it. Well, I'm going to, the bar hasn't come to a complete stop. Yeah, I'm it's got to completely to stop. stop. Yeah. There's some people who immediately touch your test their stops, they get a faster press command. Yeah. Every lifter dictates their own press command. So Most
0: people who have a very controlled descend get a fast press command.
1: Absolutely. Because Dude, they the control it. As soon
0: as they stop, they fire up.
1: Yeah, I mean even um Heidi, she has an all time one record now. She's a phenomenal quick lifter, like I think fifteen eighty five at one forty eight or one thirty two. She's super strong. I've got the, I had the pleasure of judging her a couple times and West signs some other big names, but she sticks out the most on technically sound. Even in a shirt. She comes out, as soon as she touches, she's red, she's still and um you you'll see that you can see the guys in the warm up room and you can tell the guys have got experience and how they hold themselves, you know, how mm-hmm. good their bench is in the way they hold themselves to their own standards which is cool but i just went so off topic with that but no i i, I guess the summary of that is i've done a ton of judging and there's no reason to give anyone anything over else i guess my point originally is just because you're a big name in powerlifting and yeah. you have a strong coach doesn't mean you're a qualified judge yeah same thing as just because you're a very strong lifter does not mean you have the necessary toolbox to coach
0: that's right A
1: strong lifter does not equate to an equivalent coach
0: that's right i agree so. with that like strong like I was, I've had a few podcasts where we've talked about it. Like, I'm beginning into the strength world. And I am not the strongest powerlifter, even in the state of Arkansas. But I can argue that I am probably one of the most technical. Because I'm very, very technical with what I do. And I, you know, I've been training in powerlifting for five years, completely injury-free. And I equate that That's to being smart and educating myself and surrounding myself with some of the best in the world. Um, I'm very loyal to my coach, Christian Anto, who I've been with him for nearly five years. And he's a technician. All the people at Elitefts, FTS, you know, he's mentoring under. Um, I mentor with people like Tony Montgomery, Paul O'Neill, yeah. you know, Trevor Jaffe, all these people, you know, they are very, very technical and very, very experienced lifters and very, very experienced coaches. And I do everything I possibly can to learn from them and to educate myself further. So, I can be a better coach.
1: That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's the moment any type of lifter begins to think that they know enough in anything whatsoever is the moment you stop progressing. That's, That's right. When you start getting paid. Yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine, Andrew Tindall, he is totaled almost. 2k and has you know squats 800 raw pulls over seven he just benched five for the first time and he went to a trevor jassy seminar it was easily by far one of the most strongest lifters and then trevor asked him what do you know? he was like i know nothing i know fucking nothing i'm here because i know nothing i want to learn his seminar i IM went to
0: a tony's and trevor's one of their seminars in dallas and the amount of knowledge those two guys have in that you know eight hour day like yeah you need a month long class, you know, course a course of every single day, because the the knowledge that they have and the ability to coach and teach is unbelievable.
1: Dude, it's phenomenal. These guys are masterminds, and it's becoming a sufficient technique. It's guys like that who can see you do one set, and they go, "Okay, this is wrong. This is and this." And then yeah. your core isn't stabilized. Your feet are too far yeah. out. This toe needs to be pushed down. They just I don't have that technical ability yet I, I've been around a long time a lot of different weight caliber lifters and I'm still learning and I still want to continue to learn I still want to get better myself and I, knock on wood I had not had anything major besides a couple little hip tears but they mm-hmm. were all minor enough I like didn't need surgery I took that as a blessing as, you know okay this is a lesson what can we do to prevent that um, there's just guys again it goes back to looking at how many raw lifters come up so quick and they're gone because yeah. they're hurt the body can't sustain it. they don't know they get so strong so fast. They don't take the time. So Their body didn't allow them to get technically sound. They don't learn. Yeah.
0: So I've been then, under the lines of the same exact uh, thoughts. Like, I, when I started powerlifting, fortunately, my very first strength coach was Jesse Norris, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, I learned quickly. Uh, I was like, I learned. Like, it was phenomenal, you know, that first six months I worked with him. But after my first meet, I was like, there's no way... I can train like this and last. There's no way. So fortunately, again, my very first meet, Christian was doing a mock meet at the exact same meet that I was competing in. He was just practicing for his real meet two weeks out. He took his heaviest lifts at a meet as a mock. Smart. And it's like, you know, he has bad anxiety when it comes to meets. Um, at that time in his career, he was trying to be the absolute best at 181. So, obviously, he's taking it very serious. He's very anxious about it. And I watched him compete, and you know I watched how serious he was about everything and his, just his complete mannerisms and how he paid attention to every little detail. And everything had a purpose. Every movement had a reason. And I was like, I need to get to know that guy. And I went and talked to him for a little bit, and he spoke with me. And I could tell he was really focused, so I didn't mess with him much. Afterwards, I looked him up. I shot him an email. I was like, hey, man, I'm very interested in, you know, doing coaching with you. And it's ever since then, now he's like one of my best friends.
1: I think that's phenomenal. I just, it goes to show you pay attention to the guys who are doing it right and they're doing it heavy. Uh, there's yeah. a guy here in Chattanooga who's very prominent, Zachary Sanders, very strong, and a phenomenal strength coach. He's also one of those guys I think this may come off weird to some people is, I've seen him get hurt severely to no fault of his own, and then come back and become better than that. He's had a torn quad, or torn hamstring, hurt tore his hip, and he's come back to set bigger numbers than before because he knows he a a re- takes family. his rehabilitation serious. I mean, he's pulled 800, he's benched mid fours, and you know he's 198, 220 raw. He's extremely strong, but there was a point in time where he tore a quad, and he was squatting so miniscule from what he could do at the time, but he was just rebuilding the motor pad and making sure things okay. In over six to eight months, he was back way ahead of where he was just from doing small movement and rehab. Yeah. And rebuilding I, and that seeing base. People like that, yeah, who get hurt and come back even better. That is, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, Let's you know, see so your fucking scars. What have you done? Have you yeah. got hurt or have you come back for it? How many people get hurt in this and then just never come yeah. back? Yeah. Oh, it's just not worth it. They don't know how to. That's they a challenge. Mentally, they that, can't sustain yeah. getting hurt and falling from where they are they don't they don't want to go back to go up. It's all yeah. for the momentum to something top them, and they just lose interest or don't have it don't
0: want to come back. See, I am. I've had a pretty long and crazy off season this time and I could tell I'm weaker than what I was last time. And that's in a sense discouraging but motivating at the same time. But I am I, I knock on wood as hard as I can. I have not had to come back from an injury. But I know I know for a fact there's a 1000% chance if I stay in this game long enough, I'm gonna have an injury.
1: It's unavoidable. It's gonna happen to all of us, man. Yes. We can only do that. We can only do what we can to prevent it. Yes. Just you know, prolong that longevity of it coming on.
0: And I've done. Uh, my
1: I just did a meet a couple weeks ago, and uh, back in September seventh, I uh, I got a motorcycle wreck. If you can see the scar, it's yeah. not as bad as it obviously was. But dude, I I had a lady run me off the road. Um, getting on the on ramp, she wasn't paying attention. Just doing a little texting. Um, ran in the arm ramp. Um, I, I knew I was going down. I couldn't. It was very maybe five feet five feet between me, her, the door, and the ramp. I was kicking her door, get, finally getting her pay attention. There's so much loose gravel and rock. I knew I was going down. So at that point, all I could do was prevent it. And this is the only injury I sustained. I went down. I folded. When my arm impacted, it popped the tricep off the, the elbow right there as connects, connect. And it tore that arm wide open. I couldn't straighten my arm out for weeks. Dude, I couldn't into the bar for probably two months gosh they, they just like what put out and i was going to do a meet the next month i'm like, i'm out of the meat boys i mean i said yeah. uh i showed on my buddy that sub the car under the skin ripped out you could see into the bone in the hole and it was just nasty and i did been forty five a couple weeks ago
0: ain't that something
1: beans dude you just gotta be slow and steady was coming back i wouldn't push me i didn't load the bar i started with you know the end of December doing banded work, just getting blood back in there and slowly yeah. rebuilding that mobility. Cause the strength would become that quick. Yeah. It's not a big deal. And then about January, the first four weeks, you know, the bar was so crooked. The left would come up much quicker than the right, but I wouldn't go over a cool, you know, a plate and worked up the plate, you know, at a quarter yeah, and slowly put back up to it. Let it get used to holding again and being able to stabilize before I pushed again. The first time I was able to bench the bar again without any pain. I was like, great. Let's add five. Yeah. Let's add two. And that went to the crappy commercial gym because I didn't want to go to you know, the serious powerlifting gym. with moment, like, I'm weak. I can't really do nothing. That's actually,
0: yeah, being, that's actually smart because we're all susceptible to peer pressure.
1: Yeah. I, just, I had no shame in a public place then you're benching with a two and a half. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I can bench <laughs> again. This is great. We're coming back. <laughs> it's just ego has no place for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to take criticisms of people I wouldn't ask advice from, and there's no one in this commercial gym I don't know I going to
0: ask. That's right, fucking advice. Yeah,
1: and I'm not here to prove anything. So it was, yeah. it, it was a slow comeback. I got back in my shirt, and lo and behold, it came back quick.
0: Awesome. So it was just
1: taking the time to let it rebuild before, I, you know, put the put down the gas. So there's that, man. Uh, that was my first multi plot meet. So really, so
0: up. that meet where we first met you, you was in single ply.
1: First single, and only, first and only single ply meet, um, and then I didn't compete well. I did a second single ply meet, but I learned the hard way that if you cut twenty something pounds when you weigh two eighteen, you weigh in at one ninety seven, in twenty four hours doesn't go well for gear because nothing fits.
0: It's <laughs> um, loose.
1: Got through squat, didn't really refuel and rehydrate properly on that one. Um, I bombed bench, went squat only deadlift element only. was just horrible. <laughs> but I was like, hey, can I still deadlift? out will pay. You. And the millers like come on zach are you serious (laughs) they just say and i got my bomb out picture with mark i'm like dude mark i bombed my first meet man (laughs) i felt so bad because all my buddies drove like two hours to come watch me bomb out and i was like oh i'm so sorry everyone but i learned a hard lesson that day yeah I, i didn't come back properly and since then i have not done that big of a cut i cut from 228 to 220 which was just a uh don't eat a little, don't, don't eat like shit for a day. Yeah, that, that,
0: that's really, I don't really consider that a cut. that's about what I did for my last mate. And, I, and even totally an IV, I even got an IV, I even got an IV rehydration.
1: That's smart. I yeah. just drank. Yeah. I, the big thing for me was, you know, I, I looked into it I, with the common domination I found was people were getting at least 60 ounces of fluids of like PD light or water or something before they ate instead um, of that. But man, it was such an easy, I, I have an overeating anyway. Um, it didn't make a difference. It was such an easy, it was an overnight easy. Just, yeah, because it was all extra water weight and just mm-hmm. built up in the stomach. But I just no, right now, now I'm walking around. I'm waking up again, like 216, 220 because I'm not a deep. All I
0: hate. Ugh, never again. So
1: felt felt great, but I hate feeling so bloated. Yeah. So
0: all that power, but um, all that water.
1: <laughs> ugh, so gross. Like a like a boy, like a, walking around like a water balloon yeah. all the time.
0: <laughs> right now <laughs> Dude, I'm so heavy. Day. I'm two thirty something. Uh,
1: Dude, I got to like 237. And I, was like, I feel like a, I feel, I hate myself. Yeah, well. I, don't, I don't feel good. If, <laughs>
0: now, if I was a leaner, 230, 240, I, I'd be fine with that. But I'm not, like I'm, life went to crap. So I've been stressed. I've been stress eating. And <laughs> Dude,
1: it, I get it, man. I, but I also was like, man, I'm just going to eat whatever and just get big and just take advantage of being on d little. I did a five-week prep cycle. I just did, a, I, I, I could tell my body was starting to get peaked and, just, it was in the right spot, right time. I was like, okay. I talked to my buddy Brian and Jacob. like, how can we build a five week plan just to get me into meat? Um, I think the heaviest I pulled for the meat was like 635 for my opener. Mm-hmm. Before that, deadlifts just didn't feel good. They were heavy. They were hurting. And pulling on my opener. I was like, I hey, will do 635. And then had a great meet. Um, I made the mistake of doing my squat opener after like a heavy night of drinking and staying out late. Cause I'm not, I love lifting, but I also love having a good time. Yeah. So, oh man, I think I stayed out till three that morning, just slumbered. Woke up still kind of drunk. Went to the <laughs> gym, hit my opener. was Like boys, if I can do this in this shape, we're gonna be all right for the meet. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I don't recommend that as the normality for people. So. And then, yeah, it was terrible. What am I lesson of that one? But no, we did a quick five uh, five week turnaround. And we had a phenomenal week. I got a ten times body weight at two twenty. Uh, I hit some big goals I wanted to. My bench stuffed a little bit of it because I didn't have as much. Yeah. You know belly to bounce off with so but we still managed to get a, a solid bench i left more in the tank on squat and deadlift i went seven for nine I got uh, my bench one bench all squats and all deadlifts it was a good day yeah so not a bad place to start for a first total the uh, first multiply made for 10 times they say in so, multiply
0: the shirt becomes even more challenging
1: this is a very technical thing it is the groove is so small i had to go up 20 pounds to get my shirt to touch it was hovering maybe that much above my chest. And he, Colby did right. He did not give me a press command, uh, as yeah. it should have been. He made me he made me finally touch, and it flew up so fast and came back. I said, like, brown Brian, we got to go up. There's no way I can touch this. Yeah. It's not enough weight. Spent so much time at the bottom getting it to touch. It, isn't that just, it sounds so weird. Like, oh, I need more weight for this to touch. You know, 625, 620 is not enough
0: weight. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just uh, it's so technical man It's just it's a different press from raw i think raw man, i'm probably around 450 455 now i don't know yeah. it's been so long since so i have tested it but
0: i'm still trying to hit that 400 number i am not a natural day, bencher i'm not a natural Dude, bencher wh-
1: i never was but for some reason i'm a, a phenomenal shirt bencher and then my raw bench started going up with it who would have guessed it it well, was weird
0: yeah so once I,
1: I hit once i knocked over the 400 it just progressively steamrolled
0: i remember so, watching a live Q&A thing. I can't think of his last name. But Brian something. He's a big multiply lifter. Carol? I, yeah. And he Thank was you say, I think so. He was sitting there talking cuz I think he just supposedly now has the heaviest multiply squat ever.
1: 1300.
0: Yeah. And yep. he was saying on one of his live Q&A, someone asked him a question, "What do you, what is your opinions on raw lifters jumping into single multiply gear just to try to get some um the transfer over to the raw lifts, like overload work and things. He goes, I think it's, it can be, if it's utilized properly, it can be very beneficial.
1: I, I mean, I wouldn't say if you're trying to touch in the shirt, you're not going to get much from it, but maybe doing two board, three board work, just yeah. getting in it. That way you're not having to learn that groove. You're just, your, your body's getting used to settling at the top. It's basically, you can call it the pin press from the shirt to a board in a sense. It's yeah. just a very different feel. It's nothing like a slingshot or anything. It's not where you can. It's there's different. a small, we'll call it window or bubble to get the groove that it is. So it's
0: David it's Shirley more has more a got
1: than, than horizontal. It's not so much up mm-hmm. and down. It's coming at an angle to reach yeah. that spot in your stomach, and it's almost like a, like you're just rolling it to yourself. In a David way Shirley way. has like a
0: slingshot it. style thing. I think it's called the Kraken.
1: Yeah, it's the Kraken. Yep,
0: and I think it's a lot like a bench shirt.
1: It's more. It is. It's definitely not a swing shot. It's much more gangster.
0: <laughs> I've uh, I've put one on, and I was just messing around. It was an off season, and for me to touch, I had to put over four hundred pounds on the bar.
1: And then it's a fight to get it to you.
0: And it's like <laughs> I was shaking so hard because I was pulling. I was like doing a yeah. row <laughs> with four oh five. It is. Was. And I was like, what the <laughs> crap? And then my forearms were on fire because. I've never yeah. had that much weight in my hand, but I could rep okay. it for like five or six.
1: It's up, man. It's just the, the having to stay stable, keep your back up and let it come yeah. down. And there's a lot to a shirt and there's different ways to how much collar do you want? Cause that's going to, yeah. if you're riding your shirt here, you get a lot less out of it. The more down you go of it, the better, you're more cranked down. And do you want your sleeves, Turned in, you know, twisted inside. There's a whole bunch of variables in the shirt. Because mm-hmm. it's raw, it's like just bring it out, bring it down. Up. Oh, yeah, it.
0: stay tight. Utilize you so, your lats on over Don't flare yeah. too much. Just go.
1: Uh, yeah, and I love the challenge of it. And uh, there's a lot of camaraderie in gear because I turned into a bunch of old heads for the most part. Yeah. Um, it's just you have to have a crew to do it. It's not something you throw a breeze from the suit on to go to town.
0: And, and I you was got to have people. Do I that. was thinking about that because, um. Matt and I, before his first Multiply meet, I think it's his first and only, was sitting there eating and was talking about it. He says, I've talked to people in the Multiply gear, and there's so much camaraderie. There's a whole lot more encouragement. He says, powerlifting as a whole is pretty encouraging. He said, but the raw community is so judgmental.
1: They eat their own all the time, man. No one really gives each other a pat on the back. Because there's no real team atmosphere
0: to a raw because
1: you don't need it for raw.
0: No, and very you few don't places. You to go to
1: commercial gym and do it.
0: Very few places do you see a legitimate, true raw team.
1: And those places are where you see the most growth. Because man, it's you can do any program by yourself, but having people to push you and hold you accountable. And first off, you need people who aren't going to say, "Oh, that looks good." If your squat was higher, don't need a soft. yes man.
0: Yeah, I mean, no, yes, no, man.
1: Like, Dude, your squat was high shit. That looked terrible. I'm like, nah, that was rough. Don't go up, man. That wasn't good. Or your feet were off, your, your bench was off, man. You you your flat. you're losing it on yeah. one side. You don't want people to tell you look good because you muscle fucked it and your technique is off. Yeah. You're just going to get hurt. I remember the first time
0: was speaking about, you know, multiply gear, the very first time I met David um between fl- flight that between squats and bench, there was like a 15 minute break. And my friend and I went over there and was talking with him. And, we, you know, because we knew he was a multiply gear lifter, and we saw some multiply lifters at this meet. And we were talking to him about it, and he sat down and he goes, to be honest, he says, raw lifting and geared lifting shouldn't even be considered the same sport. I Are agree. two they're, they're, different they're things. very different. He says, think of raw as a NASCAR sport <laughs> and gear drag racing.
1: Dude, It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Cause they're two totally different things. Totally they may do things. squat bench and deadlift, but the way they do it is totally yeah, different. Cuz
0: there's so many different factors you have to it goes into it. And you know, I the only, you know, the I listen to Dave Tate a lot and you know, he's uh, was a phenomenal multi-plot lifter. Yeah. And listening to how he would, you know, his stories and his lifting <laughs> career and stuff, it's yeah. like holy cow. Dude, it's so, wild, man. I think that it's- once i've reached all my goals raw i may hop into some single ply stuff
1: it's fun i think everyone should give it a shot once it's not because they want to do it at least do a full training cycle Mm -hmm. for the appreciation understanding of oh this is completely different than raw lifting isn't it kind of painful single ply more so because the gear has to be so tight to really Mm -hmm. get anything out of it because it's just one layer of ply, but Dude, I, I like a, a tight in the hips i have an og leviathan i love the old school canvas but i barely just lay my straps over do, do, do. you know a little kind yeah. of medium wrap and so i don't get so pressured at the bottom some people like extremely tight gear i don't uh jesse Burdick told me if i want to squat a grand probably i get used to tighter gear and i'm like ooh,
2: <laughs> i like my
1: briefs a little bit tighter i have a pair of training briefs and a pair of neat uh, briefs just something loose i can throw on and go train and they are not going to believe this, but majority of our training is done raw. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: yeah. I mean, it's I believe that because I've seen training footage, and I mean, I've seen every the few times you do post something on social media I about your training. You know, a lot of times <laughs> you're raw.
1: It's like, I pulled, yeah, I don't really. It just, you don't need to be in it all the time. I mean, I'll throw like a pair of single fly briefs or again, some loose briefs. That's not giving me much of anything. It. It's basically... I'm getting something obviously out of it, but it's more so to keep it warm and let the breeze take the beating the milk Yeah. So I don't squat raw because like my hips just can't take it, and then the uh. risk-to-reward ratio just doesn't exist. But obviously, I bench raw all the time, and I pull raw, and all the accessories are raw. Um, I, I do conjugate styles, of course, but that's just my preferred style of training. They all work, man. Whether it's yeah, linear. At all, yeah periodization, it, it all works. It just depends. Look at the different personalities that do the different type of training. You know, people do conjugate a little bit more wild, like some variation. Mm-hmm. And there's other people who like just straightforward progression. They like that simplified plan. I knew I'm doing this, this, slow overload, slow progression. I just like the variables, man. It's just more fun. Keeps it, I keeps trained it going.
0: conjugate um, for going nearly five years. And this is the first prep that I've asked for, hey, let's try something a little bit different. And we're doing accelerated yeah. block training.
1: It's all. It just. I. It ever. It, it all works. It's just whatever's fun and whatever you believe is going to work yeah. too. is a big thing.
0: And you got to utilize. since You're so much transconjugate. You've done it raw and in gear.
1: Uh, well, raw. I did your standard like periodization, five by fives, triples. You know, taper yeah. off and things like that. They were two very different things. Yeah. My single ply, I mean, I trained like that. I did it with heavy AMRAPs, wraps, our own kind of style. And I didn't do. I don't do back downs. Not a fan of them. I also don't like speed days. I don't do speed days. It doesn't really bring you to them. I, for me, it not have any carryover. I'd rather have an accessory day. So instead of a speed bench day, I'll just go do some shoulders and some chest yeah, I've seen a lot of a new stuff. Like
0: we basically, I know that Christian and I, we got rid of speed days. Um, we basically did repetition day. Where what we did was we put a percentage and linear block periodization on that day. Dude, work hey, on your, work on your technique. Day?
1: Yeah, absolutely, dude. I'll do, I'll do some heavier shoulder press, maybe. And then I'll just go do dumbbell presses, couple yeah. sets of like 20s and whatnot. I'll do... I'll finish off with like a 100 reps. I'm big on the volume and anything. I will take, break each thing apart, do a ton of volume and rep on it so it's conditioned and good to go because there's so many powerlifters who just, they don't do volume on to begin with or they do such minimal, oh, three sets of 10 will cover it. Yeah, but how long have you done three sets of 10 for? Two, three years? Maybe time to step your volume up. You're just doing the same thing. You're the same repetition. I mean, it works. Ronnie Coleman had the same what leg routine the whole time but I'm yeah. sure he changed up the weight and things like that but to be fair, I do pretty much the same couple things for legs. Extensions, curls, just leg press here and there because it works. I'll change up how much volume I do, or do on it. But yeah. I'm also big on conditioning. I love to hike. Um, me and my dog will go
0: 10-mile hikes, no problem. you Bobby got a dog. gorgeous Get dog.
1: Oh, thank you, man. He's running. something. I think it's really great, he's the
0: great. Gorgeous.
1: I appreciate it, man. A little Zuko. Yeah. He's a good old dog. Yeah, man.
0: He's, you're a surveyor, he's good, aren't you? Boy.
1: Yeah, man, I'm a land surveyor, yeah. GPS coordinator. Now. I'm a private surveyor for a uh, engineer. Well, not engineering, construction company now. So that's love awesome.
0: It. That is love awesome. what I do,
1: man. I'm super stoked to do uh, do what I love every day. It doesn't feel like work. I'm very blessed in that aspect. I've actually
0: thought about doing getting into something like that for a career,
1: dude. It's, it's such a it's a skill, man. Any type of trade, go for it, yeah. man. I don't have a college degree. I just have experience and knowledge now, or I can I can go to companies like. Here's what I think I'm worth. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is my I experience. Yeah, here's my experience. Here's what I can do for you to help make you better. So, um, yeah I said, that, um, man, personability and just skill acquirements, skill accusations. So, I think that's the best way to go. And I like being in the construction side because I'm starting to learn that thing. And yeah. I just like learning, man. I do listen to a lot of audiobooks. I'm a big fan of like Ryan Holiday. I've probably got over 100 audiobooks about self improvement. I'm reading yeah. one uh, right now by Ryan Holiday called uh, Fuck Your Feelings. <laughs> so how, to get your, your, yeah, how to get your feelings under control and your yeah. mindset and not be so irrational I love that stuff man and then I also listen to podcasts and stuff I like to flip it up yeah so that's my stuff I'm a my big just like learning.
0: I'm a big podcast fan I need to get into more audiobooks. Um I like the self-improvement you know especially men and mental health is something I think has yeah. overlooked a lot
1: there's a good one called Men, Masculinity, and Love that I've got in my, uh, my queue that I heard is phenomenal I'm a uh, definitely one of that, that. I've heard a lot of good things about that because, yeah. you know, men don't talk about their health. Because we were we were raised to be, raised to be tough
0: and hide all of our feelings and things like that. And I think that's very, yeah. very toxic for you internally.
1: Oh my God. Just ask my girlfriend, dude. I am so expressed with myself. She gets so annoyed with me because I'm the much more emotional one. And all my friends, I'm happy, outgoing, and I'm very yeah. big on over communication, express. I me mean, see yeah. my fingernails are painted, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. We'll go and get our nails done, and I'm all about i having a good time, and I didn't get that comfortable with myself or anything. And uh, I know what I like. I like women. I like motorcycles. I like playing World of Warcraft. I like yeah. anime. I love lifting. These are all things that make me, the older I've gotten, the more comfortable I am. Like That's just who I am. People yeah. like it. I don't care. I have nothing to prove to
0: them. Be someone. who you are. Be true to yourself, Dude. regardless of what anybody yeah, else man. thinks.
1: Dude, you know, the people's opinion doesn't matter. You know, day, it doesn't fucking matter to anyone as I long as you're doing that by yourself
0: and you, you're treating everybody else with respect and love, it's all that matters.
1: That's all that matters, man. That's the most important thing. You have to put yourself first. um, You know, simple as that. Just a couple of things, like just because someone's good to you doesn't mean they're good for you. or something I really like to live by. and check that a lot, you know. Yeah. I said it earlier. I don't I don't take criticism of people. I don't take advice from them. Yeah, they just,
0: that's very true. things
1: like that. They just, while why other people listen to me, if, it, if someone is, Someone's opinion of their actions isn't going to affect my life in five years. It's not worth It's not worth the time. Um, it's just simple. I don't know, man. I've just gotten very. Uh, Jeremy Avila and me talked about that. We were sitting in his car one, you know, when I was up in California, just talking, <laughs> hanging out. He was like, "Yeah, man. Every every day, every year past twenty five, I just got more comfortable with who I am. So, because you know, in high school, you don't want to tell kids you like in anime, you play wild religiously and stuff. It's not cool. It's not hip. And now, dude, like, I'm fucking love games." Like and yeah. my lifting belt says Taro guards of World of Warcraft belt. You know, I want to get a wow tattoo soon. That's awesome. I just, you know, I'm all about it, man. That's just what I like. All yeah. right, be right too, I be so true to yourself.
0: To yeah. That's awesome.
1: Dude, there's so many people who love to lift because they've watched like Dragon Ball Z and they want to, you know, love the super saiyan. Everyone loves Vegeta Goku wants to be a super saiyan. So it's,
0: I don't know. What you like is what you like. So, so I just wish
1: more men will talk is, about their emotions. Don't bottle that shit up. It doesn't do you any good.
0: I don't know anime very much. Is Dragon Ball Z considered anime?
1: Yeah, but a lot of people don't consider it like it's not the deep end of anime. It's like the, like baby's first anime because it's so just like cool and masculine and they're yeah. training to through themselves and stuff. So you get into the darker route. It's like I love like Urban Logon, Samurai Champloo, Cowboy Bebop, so the more popular. Uh, I think Naruto is phenomenal. I, I could just sit here and go on and on about the stuff I like. And, dude, I played World of Warcraft and came out. I mean,. I love it. I love. I'm probably going to play Wild WoW a little bit later tonight. before I uh, <laughs> have to get up and drive to the beach tomorrow. I love it, man. I'll still play all. Oh, I, I love it, man. It just uh,
0: I've just never been. Just you know, I've played games off and on, and I played some as a teenager, but I, I just I've never done it much. I do I do know this. I got quarantined for two and a half weeks over this COVID stuff, and I got stuck home from work. I bought the newest Assassin's Creed. It's Valhalla. And I I played 80
2: hours.
0: (laughs) 80 hours. And I beat the whole entire game. Like, of course, games (laughs) like that, you know, like there's thousands of hours you can play. Oh, dude!
1: I've got probably a thousand days overplayed on my WoW count. If uh, just on one character, yeah.
0: Holy cow! Yeah,
1: just I'm a just a, yeah, just I'm a worry warrior. But it's accumulated over fifteen years. I have zero regrets about that. This I just love to do.
0: Yeah. See, that Regress was in go, January man. when I played that, and I haven't played it ever since.
1: <laughs> oh man! I bought a PlayStation. For specifically to play Kingdom Hearts three, and it came out. I love the Kingdom Hearts series. Yeah. Oh man, went back and played all of them. One hundred percent is one, two, Birth by Sleep, all, all Chain of Memories, all the ones. I like just he's a huge gamer man. I like yeah. what I like. So my buddy, so my
0: Justin, he does. He's starting to get into the Twitch, you know, streaming and you know, making uh, some money. Do Call of Duty and doing that kind of stuff. Um, he loves it. He's always kind of been a collector of games and a gamer and all that kind of stuff. He's 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 a nerd. Yeah. He'll say it. He's a nerd when it comes to that kind of oh, stuff. Dude,
1: me, oh, me too. Absolutely. And it's awesome, man. That's no. what the cool thing about lifting is. Like, you, There's so many people from different aspects of life. I know yeah. people who are multimillionaires who care kind about of lift. People yeah. who are blue collar, white collar. People who love just hardcore you know, motorcycle club yeah. guys. But, you know, big nerdy guys. All walks of life. You get life. a wonderful melting pool of culture and you know, yeah. diversion. It's awesome, man. I like it. You I, I, I think, think it's, it's good, good so for people. so many people from different aspects. It's awesome,
0: man. I agree. I, and it's. I think it's healthy, for individuals, especially for people that live like in a community like where I live, Hope's a very small town and it's a yeah. very conservative style of town. Um, and I think that this, you know, it, it, you get in your echo chamber and everybody's completely the same and there's no difference. To see different people and different cultures and being around different types of personalities, I think is very healthy for you as an individual. I agree. And we can, grow, uh, we can grow better as individuals. Um, back to the current. What would you think about Dan Bell's 11? Is it 11 13 raw squat?
1: Dude, man, incredible. He 26-something raw total? And not that win that's the meet.
0: How in the that world? Was- and not that win. That's what blows my mind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did he get beat by someone lighter? I did not know that. I just saw his total. Like, he got beat, beat by face.
0: Chad Pinson.
1: The 198-er?
0: Yeah. He squatted 881. Benched yeah, five twelve. Awesome. Benched five twelve and deadlift eight oh four. Um I met him a couple years ago at the deadlift and donuts thing they do here in Cabot. Yeah. And the dude is super cool, super down to earth. I think he's from Tennessee. I think he's in I the think Memphis so too. area.
1: But dude, uh, I know he's from here. I just don't know the area, but with NBS in Memphis, it it makes sense. for yeah. like uh, Ray Williams trains and with yeah. and all that.
0: But man, I just—it was insane watching them perform. I didn't see much on Hack. Um, if you want to, we can talk about how he didn't show up for the reward ceremony.
1: Ooh, see, I don't know all this juicy stuff. I don't keep up with the raw guys. Ah! Um,
0: <laughs> I had a guy message I, me I, I, asking. My buddy
1: like, "Me and Nick Ramsey are buddies. I love Nick. Yeah, awesome." So. I check up on him and, um,
0: I think he's getting ready I, sorry, to compete again, isn't he? I think, I think
1: he is. I don't know. I mean,
0: I know we he both got back got, into his motocross and he's kind of, you know, focusing on life.
1: We, we both, the same time, it's funny. I text him, but hey man, how you doing? When he told me he was a, cause the time I got back the riding motorcycles again, he got back into motocross and we were just checked on each other and it was just cool, man. Yeah. So I get it, but I think. Meatheads just love lifting at some point, and it's good to take breaks from it and walk yeah, away. It's very I healthy, it.
0: it's very healthy to get away from it.
1: It's always going to be here for it. Yeah. Always going to be
0: here. I remember uh, my coach and I, we were talking a while back, and there were some family issues and things like that. and He said, Always take care of family, the platform's always there. Family may not always be there.
1: Dude, it, I've hugged quite a few people in my life, and I never saw them again after that. You know, yeah. whether something bad happened to him or an illness took him. Yeah. I've had enough people in my life, friends and, you know, family who've uh, been gone today, here today, gone tomorrow. And, um, yeah. man, it's fucking go spend time with them. That's why I'm yeah. heavy. I'm like, I love yous with my friends and stuff. Yes. Right? So I'm like, I love you, man. Love you, buddy. You know, thank you. I appreciate it. Because some very close friends who are like family, man. I, I, I agree. Took for granted, when I was younger and then they were gone. You know, I think
0: as men, we need to be able to express and say, hey, I love you to your friends. I think you should. I
1: hope anyone who—dude, I do it all the time, and I tell them I love them, I thank them. If anyone's ever seen me in a the meet, they know how expressive I am. I'd love to hug my friends, tell them I love them. and just how I am, man. Yeah. Dude, if that, if that more positivity can produce life, is way too short to have a negativity. If I anyone agree. ever had a problem with me, or if they do now, I don't care. It's literally one-sided, man. just bridge under the water. Yeah. I have not been done wrong enough to take it personal. And just, dude, my my, it's for me. My friends and my circle, it's quality over quantity, man. I yeah, have a, I a little group of people I talk to almost every day, and I love like, Anything in the world from them, such in a good place. I'm happy. I I couldn't complain if I wanted to.
0: Most of the people that I've met that. in powerlifting, in this community, especially you know just from what I've experienced, I've met more genuine true people in the, in this sport than I have in any other thing I've ever been a part of.
1: It's hard to be, ungen- you don't, you, longevity isn't here for people who don't have any genuinity to back it up. Authenticity, right. is, big. Yeah. Authenticity is huge, man. Yeah. There's so many get through. Brent Tracy has been a father figure and a mentor for me. Same as Brian treble. They have been two of the most important impactful people I've had in this journey. Not only in life, but in listening. There's been many nights like on the Brian's like a dad to me. I've gone to his house and sat and talked about everything in life on his couch in his garage. Yeah. We may have met in the gym, but that bond has stretched way across. If I called him right now, if he answered, he'd fucking do anything for me. For That's sure. right. So it's just it's it's good having knowing that people have I got
0: friends like that too. That,
1: yeah. love for that we've met And them. I do that pretty much. Yeah. I, I would man, if anyone calls I'm here for you if I can help. That's right. And that's just all I've been. I mean, I've also shown over pouring my cup into others, but I love seeing people happy, and I love helping. I get more out of helping others than I ever do my own accomplishments and goals. Yeah,
0: and that's where something that I've that I've grown in, within this sport because I, I used to be kind of very uh, selfish in a lot of ways.
1: We all were. Uh, it, it, you everyone gets consumed.
0: And then I I grew, I grew up in this sport and then I learned from like seeing people and the people that was in my life who give to me like Christian, like I paid him for coaching, but man, the amount of knowledge he gave me, you know, the, the phone calls, the zooms, you know, shoot, he came down to my meet, him and his family come down and, you know, like just the relationship built there and learning the giving back to people. And and I've created this love for helping and giving. And you can ask anybody around here. Of course, my wife doesn't really like it too much. <laughs> you're hurting the pocketbook. No, I, right, I dude, give away just, a lot. I give away a lot. Like i can, we promise can always you. go too far money, man.
1: Mm-hmm. I, we, I, we can go make more money. It's not a big yeah. deal. But I... Time is something I take very valuable. If I give you my time, I can't get that back. But I, right. I have no problem investing in that. Money, who gives a fuck, man? Yeah. You'll make more of that. It's not a big deal. It's monetary. You can't take it when you're that dead. Is right. so, as I long agree. as people I love are taken care of and man, it's I'm good. So I'm not sure about that. I don't have a wife. And I'm not married or anything yet, so I don't have those problems yeah. yet. But I've been they, married they said, six they, years. They, like, man, if I go, make sure the wife and kids are taken care of. It's all I care about. Yeah. I was like, that's awesome,
0: man. That's all things awesome.
1: Things like I, I am. No one rides Jim when fan club more than me. I love that man. That is just the, the way he speaks and talks and goes about things incredible i will let re-listen to his pod three podcasts with dave tate yes like probably 10 20 times i put it on the background just yeah. the way he thinks and approaches things any jim winler content i eat up i love yeah, it he's
0: phenomenal because so his head's in the right place and like yeah it's it should be. priority results longevity go yep. and it's and i love it
1: Dude, he, he's he's where I wanna be in life where he's built a sustainable income and freedom and mobility in his finances where he can give his time to go help high school kids. Yeah, that's awesome. That's that
0: completely phenomenal.
1: Dude, I would uh such a phenomenal guy. There's not a lot of people I've ever I've never had like people I looked up to in the sport. People I admire, I'm like, man, that's cool, but you know, numbers are great, but who are they outside of the sport? Jeremy is one of them, one of the coolest people I've met. We're buddies. I got his number, I'll text him every now and then, check yeah. up on him. Um, you know, Jim Wendell's one of those guys. There's just Man, who cares? Number Again, the numbers are great, but that's why people love Ed Cohn. Yeah. He was phenomenal, strong, but everyone will tell you who's met him, he's awesome. Have you ever heard a bad Ed Cone story? No. No, I, I can't think of one either. People like, oh, Ed Cone sucks. He's been so nice, and he's even cheered up when he was at Mark Bill years ago saying, you know, the most important thing guy of this was all the friends he made. Yeah. So. No, I remember watching him take talk. I would have taken us down this path, man. Of yeah. all the people have got to be. it's
0: awesome. I agree with it. Um... So, you got any future plans for powerlifting?
1: Man, I like to squat a grand for it's all over with. <laughs> a grand. I want to squat a grand, man. I, I'm not the best. Well, I'm a good powerlifter because I'm balanced at all three, but I'm not except I'm not a specialist in one. You know what? One of the most powerlifters I admire the most, Jeremy Hamilton, when he took the all-time world record at 220 from uh, Dan Green at the time, a boss of bosses, two or three. He didn't take a single all time world record at list, but he took the all time world record total. Yeah. And then when Chris Duffin interviewed him, he's like, you know, what's the secret? fifteen years of, you know, smart training and recovery.
0: I'm just trying to do my best headcount impression.
1: <laughs> no, but dude, that, that, that there it is. Yeah. Fifteen years of just staying of consistency.
0: And yes. just staying consistent. Yeah. awesome. That is that ten
1: year rule, you're you know, you don't get strong to ten years in or something yeah. like that. I don't know. I got a little yeah, ways to go. Dude, me too. <laughs> but I love it, man. Yeah. I love it. I am uh, I, I love to train. It's fun. I'm not a super serious, but I'm getting the phone with it. Like, you know, this is life or death, man. If it's there for me, it's there. If it's not, uh, we'll come back to the drawing board. So, yeah.
0: I take my training seriously, but I don't, I, it's not, not I'm not going to live and die by the sword on it. That's for dang sure. It's not, it's not, it's not, worth, it. It's it. not sure. worth it. It's definitely not worth it.
1: So, man, I might do one in October. Um, there's a, a pro-am apparently for like West Side's throwing up, coming up down here Uh-oh. again, because Brent was Westside for like 15, 20 years. So, um, but dude, first off, I want to say if anyone knows Brent Tracy, some of the most incredible human beings there is, he may be scary and loud, but there's no one who's got a bigger heart than that man. Yeah. Brent's fucking awesome. I cannot think for a That's better That's fantastic. Recorder. Yelling, yeah, mean, he's like, "Oh, that looks like shit!" Jesus Christ, it's just phenomenal. I love training under him, but he do anything for us. He had a double knee replacement, and Stephen was going up to squat. and He's been struggling with it. He got up, grabbed some himself. It took everything he had to get behind him, but he wanted to be behind him to be that voice in his head to get him where he needs to be.
0: So, dude, awesome. having
1: people in your corner is better than any other program in the world. So, yes, but no, man, Brenton was West Side for like fifteen, twenty years, and they're going to come down. It was like eight grand up for grabs here in Tennessee in October for the pro am, and. Uh, I want to throw my hat in the ring and see if I can beat some of those left Side boys. So, That'll be cool. Twenty three hundred at two twenty would be cool. So we'll that would be happens.
0: awesome. We're you, hoping for it,
1: man. It'd be great.
0: Are you creeping on the door of any type of all time world records at two twenty?
1: So I was one, one glass point away from being on the fifteen watch list for uh, the uh, what is it? The WPO for the Quip guys.
2: Really? I that
1: was pretty funny. Yeah. I probably wouldn't go, man, just because I like—I don't want to just travel. I like to have fun, man. I don't want to travel and sell that money. Like Nicole Dunlap is one of my best friends, like a sister. She went to California to do the Kern. Mm -hmm. I didn't go because I didn't want to spend that money to wrap her knees. And I love her to death, but that's all expensive travel.
0: I want to. One of my goals is I want to hit international elite, and I want to get good to where I qualify for the Kern.
1: That's awesome. I would like to do that. Because.
0: I, I don't I don't have any ambitions to be the best. I don't have any ambitions to win the Kern. But to be able to say that I am amongst the best in the world on this platform. Because not anybody can go just go to it. Very true. And it's like, in the world of powerlifting, there's thousands upon thousands. And to say that I am amongst the elite of the elite of that day makes you
1: feel good doesn't it that's, yeah, awesome. and that, that's a goal that i have than you think i've watched your progression because we've known each other since 2019 yeah when i do have social media i've watched where you come from to where you are but times i've watched you look like my past pass me on deadlifts because god squad dude you've gotten strong man and it's yeah. just consistent yeah and, I, and, I, and i've
0: up. never i've just now gotten to the point where i've got this mindset okay i can flip a switch and really push it I, For for years i was like no just inch it, inch, 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 because I, I still to this day, as proficient as I might be in the lifts, I'm still like oh, it's not there yet. It's not there yet.
1: I'm the same way, man. There's just so many more, and then I'll catch myself correcting the small things on my guys. Mm-hmm. But I'm the hard, I am a an ego, egomani- ego, egomani- ego maniac with the inferiority complex when it comes <laughs> to my own lifting. Yes, I'm gonna own this one. But maybe I'm not because something might be off. So I might want to be really careful so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But
0: most of the time uh, nah, if I can I get my it. head out of it, I'm alright.
1: Yeah, likewise. The head the head is yeah. the biggest one. I um for me with the squat, knock on one that's up squat in probably four or five years, because the last time I missed the squat, I had the skull of anytime I get under a bar, I'm gonna hit it. Anytime yeah. I load the bar I will have such confidence I'll smoke it. And to this day I have not gone in a squat and miss because it was too heavy.
0: Yeah. So, confidence is yeah. plays a big part. It's a mental thing. I mean lifting in general is a lot of mental
1: It is a mental fortitude thing. It's a test of will. It's you know you can't fake it. You can't fake no, you, passion. You, you can't, can't fake, fake strong. Strength. Can't, can't fake strong. strong. No. I gotta get you a t-shirt. I was going to home <laughs> going to Home Depot to pick up uh, some stuff for some survey equipment, one of my jobs. This older guy, we look you know that big guy respect, he looks big, you look big. He looks big. He's like, "Hey, baby, what you do for liv?" Like, "Oh man, I'm a server." He's like, "It's right on, man. You big boy. I want to do what you do." He's like, "Man, I look at you thinking the same thing." He's like, "Oh man, I'm 53. <laughs> it's just cool, man. Because you can always, you can't, you have to earn it. But so you yeah. look to look strong, you fucking earn it. You can't yeah, fake it. You can't fake it.
0: <laughs> yeah, picking up a 700 uh, pound deadlift, you can't fake that.
1: No, there's no faking strong, man. No. There's just you. Can, and I love it. Can't love fake it strong too. and you can't fake passion. It's awesome. You have to earn it and." Uh, Lifting will teach you a lot of life skills. It, it has diversity. taught me
0: a lot. It's taught me a lot of I, patience. I learned how to be
1: confident? Yeah, patience is one thing. Yeah. Consistency. How do you overcome obstacles when things falter? Yeah. You know, what can I do to improve? Research patience. It's awesome. There's a lot of skills
0: that go into it. And that, I think uh, it teaches think people who have issues with taking accountability, with taking responsibility yeah. with their mess ups. If in if you're training for strength, especially and you're not uh, progressing, that's 100% on you. Yep. And you have to take responsibility for that. There is no questions. No. And you have to take responsibility for that. One more thing before we get off here. Absolutely, man. Your your thoughts on extremely high multiply gear squats. There's no excuse for
1: it. That's stupid people will go, and because I've judged so many meets, and I've had some of these high- end lifters and their teams come and yell and scream at me to try and intimidate me, there's no excuse for it, man. There's no need for that. They try and go places and intimidate the judges. And yeah, I don't understand the high multiplex. It got to that's why it it went away for a while. It got to be a joke. People not touch a bench is' squatting so wide and you know can't they've got such extreme gear on they can't get to depth or the pressure's so built it's so yeah. tight. And then getting away from it, their buddies are in. Their, their buddies are in Judges chair. They go in these backyard meets, they sanction themselves, and oh, uh just put me down for two twenty, and they weigh like two sixty. You know, there's yeah. no verification on it. it. Just got bad. Though I will say, there's been a resurgence in clip lifting for sure. There's a lot more people getting into it. It's starting to get huge again. I there's have noticed.
0: It, I'm seeing it more. It's becoming. What's his face? He does trigger warning. Anthony something.
1: Anthony, yeah.
0: Yes, Anthony, he he said something a couple years ago. And I, maybe not even that long ago. He goes, I'm telling you that give it. It's there's there's going to be like this aftershock, this shockwave effect. It's coming back. We're seeing it. It's trending oh, yeah. up.
1: Dude, everything's coming away. Remember, like what they call it, uh, the war on carbs or the carb diet is right now. That everyone's digging into yeah, keto uh, Joe, ke- yeah, carnivore dude, or was, whatever. Uh, as- yeah, it's fucking Atkins ten years ago. Low carb, yeah. high fat stuff that they all like recycled themselves. Remember, like when Pop Tarts and pre workout was a big thing. Everyone was getting their easy Pop Tart carbs in and shit. And like the carnivore diet's been around forever. Like meat and rice. I mean, like what the farmers eat out there. It's just
0: we've been doing it that all, that all like,
1: our lives. Dude, yeah, it, strongman's popular right now, so a lot of people are gearing towards that. Was we're crossed by an influx of raw lifters because it's easy to do. And now a lot of people are capping out. and They're getting hurt. And like, what's this gear stuff about? That looks cool. Mm-hmm. And there's just a big – you have to have camaraderie in a team to do multiply. You can't do it by yourself. There's just no way. Like, Kurt Madison in Arkansas, we're buddies. Well, like I haven't met him once in person, but I've got his number. We've called and chalked techniques on each other or asked him for advice. Dude, he's an all-time world record holder. That's fantastic. It's just, dude, he's giving me shirt tips. It's There's a different level of, like, camaraderie with because it. it's a lot of that old-school mentality of, like, they didn't have a choice but to go to places.
0: And yeah, and learn from each other. So,
1: absolutely. So, that's what I like about it in uh I think it's awesome to see it make a resurgence. I think the WDO being back is cool.
0: I think that is you know,
1: cool. I, everyone and, and the clip lifters are getting better at standards. Yeah. So the bullshit ones are starting to get pushed out because all the federations are getting tighter and the federations that allow us multiplying. We have monos. There's people like me and judges here who don't take the invitation that we treat everyone fairly yeah. and you're getting judged by the same, whether you're raw, equipped, or whatnot.
0: Yeah, I'm the, um, the chairman for the WRPF in Arkansas. Right on, man. And I've got a rule. If any lifter argues with the judge, like, being confrontational with them, no questions asked, you're gone. Like, if you're going to try to intimidate somebody like that, that's completely – that's not acceptable.
1: Well, you know, a federation I had judge for now. It's been like that for a long, long time with Jesse. Yeah. But the West Side recently, one of their guys, Misses his opener and bombed out and the guy two of the bigger guys came up you need to watch the fucking ball Watch it go up and down I, I was i don't know what you mean it double dipped on it just because yeah. my side judge just may have given it to you because louis sitting next to him getting waiting for the up command does I mean i'm going to give it to you no, okay, and one of them up. top followed him on depth and i won't say his name but a very good raw lifter two of them were about 20 feet behind me. he came up to me and laughed like oh dude you can see the downward motion from back here so, I, I just like to think that the days of that, that's why they wouldn't go lift at RPS for Millers and guys like that. Yeah. It's not a group or anything. There's a couple of individuals who still have that very old school mentality of, you know, we're going to intimidate the judges to get in our shit out. Yeah, you can't, we don't. The days
0: are over, man. Yeah. If you're
1: going to do gear, raw, whatnot, there's too many There's a standard. We got to uphold and it. judges. Yeah. So,
0: over the last two years, I've noticed that even the SPF, and it's got a lot of criticism over depth and things like that. Yeah. I've noticed. Um, especially David's meets, they're getting stricter. Yep. There's a lot more the eyes on it. The best
1: compliment I've ever had was someone tell me at a meet. Like, man, I was mad about my call on bench, but I noticed everyone got the same standards.
2: Yeah, as I've long as it's, it's, it's got people, to be a consistent. Lot of
1: leaders, like, thank you for the consistency. I have worked so fucking hard to get quality judges here with me. And also, I don't want to hear from anyone's fucking opinion who thinks the standards are shitty, who doesn't go to meet from spot and load, who's not trying to become a judge, because if you're complaining and not bringing a solution to the table, just shut up. Just
0: shut up. Yeah, 100
1: If you're complaining about the standards of your local meets, okay, we'll get involved. Go be the change of any. That's what I wanted to. Yeah. That's what I did. That's how I got to where I am. Be the a judge and all this stuff.
0: Yeah. Leave that difference that you're talking about needs to happen.
1: It's Yes. Be the change that you're talking about. And that's yeah. just, otherwise your opinion's needed. Anyone can be an internet warrior, but go to your local meet and help out. Start small. Yeah. So, okay. do that.
0: One more thing. If you had one food left um, to eat for the rest of your life and you're stranded on an island, (laughs) what would it be?
1: Oh, man. Just one food forever. The same thing?
0: Same thing.
1: (sighs) Meat lovers, stuffed crust pizza. Oh, God, dude. If I'm going to go down with one food forever, I'm just going to eat, eat. Oh, man. I'm all about it. Yeah. All right, fresh and greasy. Look, I'm going to die quick, but man, it's going to be tasty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, where are pe- can people reach you, dude?
1: Uh, I'm on Facebook right now, Zachary Marshall. My Instagram is down. I It was gone for nine months. I brought it up for like three weeks, posted my meat, and we'll back off of it. But
0: <laughs> I know you I weren't to always me. on there that much. No. I'm
1: not just If anyone wants to get a hold of me, Zachary Marshall on Facebook. You're, I, I love conversations, talking about listening to things. I'm all about it, man. Just reach out. I'm not hard to find. If you type in Marsteller, there's, like, six of us in the United States. You'll find me. Yeah. me am only Zach Well,
0: Awesome, so. man. Awesome. That's, awesome. That's, That's great. Awesome. Um, it was an honor having you on here.
1: Dude, I greatly appreciate it. It was a wonderful conversation. because i good time talking lifting and in and life. I love it. It's a wonderful time. Thanks this for having awesome. me on, Zach.
0: Yes, sir. Appreciate it, it. wonderful. See you, buddy. See you.